With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Product. And now for the first time, you can try TGen absolutely free for 30 days. Just pay shipping today and see the incredible results for yourself. Call 800-822-5941. 800-822-5941. TGen works, or you simply don't pay. For your 30-day free trial, call 800-822-5941. 800-822-5941. Available in fine health food stores across the nation. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. KCAA Loma Linda. KCAA Loma Linda. AM 1050 KCAA, I'm John Watanabe with your local Inland Empire news. One quarter of Inland Empire aquifers, including Riverside County's drinking water basins, contain high concentrations of pollutants from industrial runoff and human waste. A federal study of California water released Tuesday showed high levels of perchlorate in 11% of wells and moderate concentrations in 53% of wells. High levels of nitrate were found in Riverside County's southern aquifers. Officials noted public drinking water goes through treatment before it comes to your home through the pipes. Riverside County supervisors formally approved pension reforms expected to save Riverside County millions of dollars a year. The supervisors voted to lower formulas for new hires and have all employees make contributions toward their own retirement plans. A second-tier pension plan will be established for public safety workers hired after August 16th. The reduced retirement benefits will net Riverside County around $206 million in savings over a decade. Here's the latest from Inland Empire News Radio. I'm Jim Ness. Options are running out as city leaders in San Bernardino face the prospect of bankruptcy. City Council met in special session Wednesday and was expected to declare a financial emergency. City Attorney Jim Penman is pushing to file Chapter 9 bankruptcy and formulating a plan of solvency. The city staff are looking at their budgets to see what very drastic cuts, additional cuts, because all the departments are already taking cuts that they can make. We will be able to get on a much better footing to deliver the services that we need to deliver. Took five alternatives, but redistricting San Bernardino's seven city council wards is now just a formality. Boundary lines have been redrawn to bring the wards in closer population balance in time for the November election. Apartment rents during the spring quarter across the Inland Empire were pretty much unchanged, leases compared to the other metro areas across the nation. 
Real Facts says the average monthly rent for the Inland Empire was just over $1,100. Real Facts' Nick Rochon says it is becoming a case of buying versus renting. The foreclosure rate uh, in uh, the Inland Empire was quite a bit more, and maybe renters are deciding that it's a good bargain to buy in the San Bernardino area, and you're not seeing as much on the employment side either in that area. Meantime, DataQuick's monthly report on home sales is a study in contrast. The Inland Empire is the only area of Southern California with a decline in sales compared to June of last year. However, the average Inland Empire home sold for $182,000. That is the most in more than three years. Meantime, the median sales price for all of Southern California eclipsed $300,000 last month. DataQuick's Andrew LePage explains the inventory of low-cost foreclosed homes is diminishing. Those were some of the most heavily discounted um, homes. That many of them were in disrepair and located in lower-cost areas to begin with. DataQuick says foreclosure activity remains high by historical standards, but is much lower than its more recent peak. This is Inland Empire News Radio. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Mary Kay. For tonight, a low around 65 degrees with remnants of Tropical Depression Fabio bringing a chance of showers and thunderstorms over and west of the mountains and portions of the high desert. For Thursday, you can expect partly sunny skies with a high near 92. And Thursday night with a low around 65 degrees and mostly clear skies. Looking ahead to Friday, sunny with a high near 93. That's your weather forecast for this hour from the station that leaves no listener behind. NBC News Radio AM 1050 KCAA. Organizers of the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival announced that they are getting into the cruise business. Tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. Saturday for the first two cruises on the Celebrity Silhouette. One is scheduled for December 16th through the 19th to the Bahamas, and the other will be December 19th through the 23rd to Jamaica. They'll be headlined by Pulp and Hot Chip. Other performers include Yaysayer, Girl Talk, Sleigh Bells, and Warpaint. I'm John Watanabe on your radio home for Inland Empire 66ers Baseball, AM 1050, and on the World Wide Web at KCAARadio.com. Shocks with your host, Barry Lynn. All right, welcome to today's edition of Culture Shocks. We'll tackle two issues today. Let's start, though, in 1932. As long as I've been reading books, I've been fascinated by the 1932 kidnapping of Charles Lindbergh's baby. Here's the conventional wisdom about it. Little Charlie Lindbergh was taken from his New Jersey bedroom by someone who climbed up a ladder into his room, kidnapped the child. Then through a series of ransom notes, demands, and meetings, extracted a ransom of about $50,000. Then, or perhaps even before getting the ransom, Charlie Lindbergh, the baby, was killed and buried the body, decomposing body, was found 72 days later. A man named Bruno Richard Hauptmann was captured, convicted in 1935, executed a year later. 
the conventional wisdom was he was a carpenter. There was physical evidence connecting him to the crime. He was the criminal, emphasis on the, end of story, no conspiracy, no other involvement. He never named anybody. He never said he was a patsy like uh, Lee Harvey Oswald did uh, in regard to the Kennedy assassination. He just took his Punishment. A new book now suggests that Hauptman, though, was a party to what was called the crime of the century, but he wasn't the only party. Joining me now is Robert Zorn, the author of the brand new book, Cemetery John, the undiscovered mastermind behind the Lindbergh kidnapping. Mr. Zorn, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. My pleasure to be with you. So, uh, just briefly, uh, tell me... Uh, Hauptman was clearly involved in this, uh, but he wasn't the sole person involved. So tell me who else was involved in this scheme. Yes. And again, there, it was very, very clear to the investigators uh, at the time that multiple people were involved in this crime. And for two and a half years, they had the, the greatest manhunt in U.S. history to capture the, the Lindbergh kidnapping gang. And after Hauptman made a, a careless error two and a half years after the crime took place and got apprehended, all talk of catching the gang just evaporated. And they had one man to finally pin this on. It had the New Jersey State Police, the New York Police Department, the Treasury Department's investigative unit, and the Bureau of Investigation, as J. Edgar Hoover's FBI was then called, right. all desperate to find this gang. And But once they, they found Hauptman... That was the end of searching for for his accomplices, the, and he ultimately went to the electric chair, closed mouth, not having ratted out his accomplices, even though there were uh, there were uh, lookouts at uh, the two cemeteries at which the the uh, ransom sure. money negotiations took place, and the the physical. The, the, the logistics of the crime itself. Uh, so they had been looking. Been, there were, yeah. They had been looking, at, and even if you saw the not perfect Leonardo DiCaprio uh, movie about J. Edgar Hoover, obviously this is a big deal for Hoover. Get the guy, end of story, then it's over. You don't have to look any further because uh, you can't find the other people. You call the book Cemetery John because a man calling himself John did collect, ultimately, the ransom in a cemetery, right? In the Bronx, that's exactly in the right. Bronx His cemetery. identity has been a mystery for 80 years. And the untold story here, and the reason you have me on the show, is that my, I am the son of the only witness to a conspiracy involving, involving Bruno Hauptmann, who was a common criminal, not a mastermind type, mm -hmm. and then two neighbors of my father in the, the South Bronx, uh, John and Walter Knoll. And in fact, I've identified this cemetery, John, as this German immigrant deli clerk, John Knoll, a man who lived three doors down from my, from my dad in the South Bronx. Well, now, before we get into John Knoll, during the trial, the prosecution claimed that Hauptmann was Cemetery John. So what was the evidence they used at the trial to convince the jury this was all one guy? Well, at the time, Lindbergh had actually identified a voice that he had heard over two years earlier from a mm. from a, a car from 100 yards away. He heard someone calling out to the intermediary, Hey, doctor, it was a German voice. 
And he, he later said, of course, Hauptmann was German. And then on the, on the witness stand, he said that that, that was uh, Hauptmann's voice I heard, but he had heard. But, you know, clearly, even before he testified, he said, I, you know, I don't think I could have you know, right. said that with any assuredness. So it was... So he never and, saw him. He, yeah, yeah, I mean, Lindbergh and, never saw him. Yes. Now, basically, once Lindbergh identified that man, and again, Lindbergh was the most famous man and admired man in the exactly. world at that time. And it was said by his, his own attorney, uh, Lindbergh's attorney, that once he, he said, that was Hauptmann's voice I heard, that was the end of it. That The trial was over. Now, there was another individual, a guy who volunteered, a former... Uh, Bronx principal, Dr. Condon, he had offered to kind of be the go-between in all of this. Condon's the guy who met John in the cemetery, gave him the money, got a note about where to find the baby, which, uh, of course, uh, turned out not to be true. The baby was not there. While all this negotiation is going on and this Dr. Condon is involved, where is the FBI when all this is going on? Where is the local police? Did Condon do this secretly, this negotiation, or, or were, were there people looking and uh, just not acting? Well, what the amazing thing is, and of course this would never happen today, but Lindbergh was so powerful that he was able to, to dictate to the police what he would and would not allow in this investigation. Huh. He ran the investigation. In fact, <laughs> he refused to meet with J. Edgar Hoover. His, uh, didn't uh, his his father-in-law was a senator who didn't care for Hoover, and he refused to meet with Hoover. But he told the New Jersey State Police that when this ransom meeting, this negotiation happens between between Condon, the intermediary, and the man who would become known as Cemetery John, John Knoll, uh, that he refused to allow the the police to shadow shadow them, and so. Uh, John was able to escape, and interestingly, John uh, Con it was his, his name was John. Although John Condon, the intermediary, was a boxing coach, huh. and he was a he would have been an excellent judge of a person's height and weight, mm -hmm. and also he would have paid particular uh, notice to the hands of this kidnapper that he was going to meet with, and he sat on a park bench with Cemetery John for seventy minutes, and he noted that he had uh, he was. A fairly short guy, but kind of stocky. There was mm -hmm. high forehead, large ears, pointy chin, and then a large lump or deformed left thumb. And lo and behold, since my father's death, I've I've uh, know I've spent three years, probably eight to ten hours a day, on a research odyssey, crisscrossing the states in Germany in search of the truth, and have become very dear friends, actually, with John Knoll, the kidnappers' family, and right. they have a photograph that shows. That not only not only does the police sketch done in 1932 uh, bear just an incredible likeness, uh, huh. a startling likeness to uh, photographs of John Knoll, but also that the physical description of Cemetery John matches that of John Knoll right down to a deformed left thumb. Wow. So the pictures there, the picture, of course, was not available, was not put into evidence. This guy, Dr. Condon, John Condon, did testify I believe at the trial and said, "Yeah, yeah, Hauptman's the guy." But what you're saying is, it, yeah, well, what, yeah, it what happened? Be. What actually what happened was when he was brought into the police station to identify Hauptman, he said he couldn't do it. No, he's not the man. Then he was he was yeah. uh, coerced by the police and the prosecutors to say, you know, we've got all this evidence against him, and you know, we may mm. indict you as an accessory to the right, crime. Right. And then also in. Uh, he, mm. 
uh, Lindbergh was Condon's just uber hero. Sure. And so Lindbergh then goes on the stand to, and then says, I heard Halpman's voice. And then there was no way he was going to contradict what his great hero Lindbergh had said. So he said, yeah, Halpin's the man. So Indeed. He, he, you know, he, so that he, was he it. changed his tune. Changed and, the and tune. And Halpin, Halpin had a rounded chin. He was much bigger than John. And he didn't have the lump on the, on the left. All right. When we come back, we're going to continue this extraordinary conversation about uh, discovery uh, made by my guest Robert Zorn based on... Uh, his father's connection to what has been called the crime of the century, at least before 9-11, it was always known as the crime of the century. We'll be back with Robert Zorn, author of Cemetery John, in a minute, right here on Culture Shocks. Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. Good day, Jim Newcomer from Midas Resources. July 18th, 2012. Gold opened this morning at 158040. A one ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1620.17.81008 for a half ounce or 40504 for a quarter ounce. That's 1620.17.81008 and 40504. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237. The summer specials are on at HHA, Herbal Healer Academy. Current customers know this is the time to save big at HerbalHealer.com. And you customers, welcome to the web's best place to save on vitamins, minerals, and more. Right now, Herbal Healer's summer specials include our 500 parts per million colloidal silver, all sizes on sale, liquid CalMag vitamin D and organic iodine, CoQ10 with Hawthorne, Colon Enhancer, Super 2, Natural Laxative, our exceptional product Tonixin, Memory Power, and Super Male and Femplex, all on sale for summer at HerbalHealer.com. Also get 10% off on the Herbal Healer Academy Survival Course. Information that might save your life. Enjoy same-day shipping and free online newsletter. Log on to our nation's leader in supplying quality natural medicine and education since 1988. Herbal Healer Academy at Herbal. HealerHealer.com 
Now at DeseretFoodStore.com, sign up for a one-month supply of delicious food for only $99 with free shipping. That's right, only $99. Gourmet restaurant-style meals with a 30-year shelf life. Packaged in heavy-duty Mylar bags for easy transport and freshness. Meals like stroganoff, lasagna, teriyaki, five-bean chili, granola pancakes, and much more. Visit DeseretFoodStore.com, spelled D-E-S-E-R-E-T, FoodStore.com, or call 801-444-1444. Food for now, food for life. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. Southern California's Inland Talk Express is KCAA News Talk 1050. You're listening to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. On Culture Shocks, I'm your host, Barry Lynn. Robert Zorns, my guest, the author of the new book, Cemetery John, the undiscovered mastermind of the Lindbergh kidnapping. If you think it's Bruno Richard Hauptman, a man acting alone, kidnaps the Lindbergh baby, kills the Lindbergh baby, eventually goes, meets a guy in a cemetery, gets $50,000, Hauptman, it, end of story, no conspiracy, no other people. You take a look at this book, there's overwhelming evidence in my judgment that the old story is wrong. And uh, Mr. Robert Zorn has found the key to the new and the full story. So, Mr. Zorn, let's, uh, let's go back to the question of how we, what gave you suspicions that something was wrong with the standard story? Was it because you had already heard from your own father uh, this discussion about uh, a kidnapping, a negotiation, uh, or were you skeptical even before your father told you the story? Well, yeah, my father told me the story in 1980. I was a student mm-hmm. at the Wharton Business School. Yep. Dad came in, up and visited me during spring break, and he told me the story about how this German immigrant named John Knoll had uh, taken him to, again, John, this is not the summer of 1931, a summer mm-hmm. day, uh, that John Knoll, his German immigrant neighbor, had taken my father, then 15, to Palisades Amusement Park in New Jersey. Yep. They've been, they took the, went from the Bronx to New Jersey. And after they exited the park, there were two men waiting for John at the top of the stairs that descended back down to the ferry dock where you would ferry cross back the Hudson to Manhattan. And one of them, John, uh, was John's brother, Walter, whom my father knew. John and Walter were deli clerks. Mm-hmm. They lived in $10 a month rented rooms. And the third was a guy they were calling Bruno. And they were speaking in German in front of my dad, and John knew that my dad couldn't speak German. The Zorn family, my grandparents were, were born in the States, so they felt comfortable speaking in German in front of my dad. And they were talking about Englewood. Now, suddenly, John told my father, Gene, you go home alone. Now, for my father, this was kind of a minor childhood trauma. This fellow sure. took him all the way from the Bronx to New Jersey, where exactly. he'd never been before. He was five feet tall Jeez. and blind in one eye. So anyway, but heeding John's instructions, he went back to the Bronx 
and you know, he watched John and Walter and Bruno go off together. Well, you fast forward to 1963. At this point, my father is 47 years old. He's a nationally recognized economist. Mm-hmm. And he walks into his Dallas barber shop, and he reaches for a magazine from the stack and pulls out a magazine called True. And in it was an article about the Lindbergh kidnapping. <laughs> now, when the crime actually took place, my dad was 16 years old. But, you know, he wasn't interested in following the details. Of course, he knew about it like everyone sure. in the world. Absolutely. But, you know, he was, he was in love with Lou Gehrig and the New York Yankees. And he, was, he had a paper route. And he was a great student. And he was trying to become the first kid in his family to go to college. And so, you know, he didn't, know, he didn't follow the details. But he's reading this magazine. Oh, I didn't realize that uh, Halpin had had accomplices that had gotten away. I didn't. I never knew that. And, he, and then, mm. then he's reading more. Oh, I didn't know the, the Lindberghs had lived in Englewood. Mm-hmm. And he's reading about this fellow named John, who was who collected the 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 the, the uh, ransom in a Bronx cemetery. It became known as Cemetery John. And the, the the gist of the article was that Halpin's accomplices had gotten away and could still be at large. Again, this is only. 31 years after the crime. And now my father, the economist, who had been trained to take shards of of data and bits of information and form a pattern, well, his mind went into high gear. At this point, he remembered that, 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 that memory from 1931 when a man named John was talking to a man named Bruno mm. about Englewood, a very ritzy town that was four miles north of this park yep. and where John had had to send my dad home alone. Well, my dad studied the case further and came to the ultimate conclusion that what had happened that day is that John, Walter, and Bruno Hauptman had gone up to the Lindberghs where the Lindberghs were living. It was Charles Lindbergh's multimillionaire in-laws estate, 40,000 square feet, security guards, 29 servants. It was impregnable. And then the, the crime didn't place until, take place until nine months later right. when the Lindberghs started spending time at their own new home on 425 acres in the secluded Sourland Mountains of New Jersey when they had really become vulnerable. And, in fact, the ransom notes said, kind of have a bullying tone. They said, you'll never catch us. We've been planning this for over a year. Right. So my dad put this all, all together. Now, why would these his neighbor though? Why would these brothers, uh, both deli workers, why would they have it in for Charles Lindbergh? I mean, under the original story, Hauptman needs the money. Uh, we may have a chance to talk about how some of the money is found. But uh, once you get other people involved, is it more than money? Well, yes, absolutely. That's a great question. The answer is absolutely right. And, and what I've in my in my research odyssey, I have uh, been supported by uh, the top New Jersey prosecutors, Governor Brendan Byrne, and many right. of his his friends. But not only that, but the t- uh, top forensic scientists. But also, and of course, everybody is so interested these days in criminal minds and shows of that sort. Sure. But the but the top, literally the top FBI pro- profiler of all time, a guy named John Douglas who pioneered and ran the FBI's Behavioral Science Unit for 25 years, was the model for the Jack Crawford character in The Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. And in my first meeting with, with John Douglas, uh, after looking at all the evidence, and he's written about this case extensively, he said, my gosh, John Knowles, the best suspect in 80 years in this wow. case. If I'd been advising <laughs> the police, I'd have put him right on the, the front burner. And, and John immediately offered to write the the forward to my exactly. book, which he had never done, and we just finished filming a NOVA documentary together. But to get back to your question, what was really going on here is that 
John Knoll, again, Halpin's a common criminal. He wants money. Exactly. John, John Knoll's younger brother, Walter, is just kind of a lazy guy that he wanted money to. But John Knoll had incredible grandiosity, and he believed that, again, we're talking about a deli clerk in the Bronx living in a $10 a month rented room. He believed that by kidnapping and murdering the Lindbergh baby that he could show the world that he was as great and powerful as Charles Lindbergh. As great and powerful as Lindbergh. And he was a stamp collector, too. Yes, he was a stamp collector, and this is very interesting, too. One of the great researchers of, of academic researchers of psychopathic personality, Dr. Craig Newman, told me as he analyzed the story what was really going on. Now, John had... In, had uh, encourage my my 15 year old father to take up stamp collecting. Mm-hmm. My dad would go to John's room and collect collect stamps sure. for his collection. Well, three weeks after the crime, uh, the extortion, the, the ransom was paid. John started becoming incredibly generous to my father in terms of stuff he donated from his stamp collection. No kidding. Including, in, but he was giving him Lindbergh airmail stamps oh. and envelopes bearing. Uh, commemorative seals commemorating the five-year flight to Paris that Lindbergh Jeez. took that made him the, the instant world-famous mm. celebrity and hero. And so what John Knoll was actually doing, he was grooming my father to be the archivist of his great crime for history. He wouldn't have done this with a guy his own age. No. But he would have done it with a teenage boy like my father. Exactly. So he was embedding these clues in my father, giving him these Lindbergh stamps. And even wow. the meeting there with Halpin... Mm. When I, when I went to Dr. Newman, the, the, the researcher of psychopathic personality, and said, gosh, what a dumb mistake to bring, well, to bring my dad along when he's going to meet without me. He said, no, that was not a mistake. No, that was very that intentional. Was absolutely to get a chronicler. This is an extraordinary book, Mr. Zorn. Robert Zorn's been my guest. We've got to take a break. But Cemetery John, the Undiscovered Mastermind of the Lindbergh Kidnapping, it's a book you might want to pick up, if, even if you think you know everything about the crime of the century. We're going to be back on Switch Gears in a minute. Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. The man who predicted the fall of communism is now predicting the fall of capitalism. He's dined with the Rockefellers, hung out with the Clintons, banged heads with the Beltway, and inspired companies, movements, and empires that have brought forth revolutionary change. He sat shoulder to shoulder with figures like George Bush Sr., Steve Forbes, Margaret Thatcher, and Boris Yeltsin, to name but a few. And his volume of work set out his groundbreaking financial newsletter, Strategic Investment, was so far ahead of its time, it helped transform not just the fates and fortunes of thousands of investors, but also the 
fates and fortunes of entire nations. For the first time in 17 years, he's back once again with his first controversial video presentation. Go to fallofcapitalism.com to watch him reveal a landmark development, which he believes will set off the most violent economic reversal in history, one that carries the power to bring down the entire capitalist system. Go to fallofcapitalism.com to watch his controversial video before the powers that be wipe it from the Internet. Again, it's www.fallofcapitalism.com. Don't throw away leftovers. Instead, throw all your leftovers, vegetable peels, eggshells, coffee grounds, pizza crusts, and more into the Bokashi. If you love to garden and compost but don't like the hassle of turning a compost bin or the smell, then check out the EM Bokashi Food Waste Recycling System from Terraganics. Finally, a way to recycle all your food and plant waste safely and effectively and stop using fertilizers. The EM Bokashi Food Waste Recycling System. Rather than decomposition, the Bokashi system uses fermentation to break down waste, so it takes less time to create new nutrient-dense humus for crops or gardens with no turning and no obnoxious odors. To learn more and order your Bokashi online, visit Terraganics.com and click on the orange button. That's Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Recycle all your food wastes in about six weeks with the Bokashi Food Waste Recycling System from Terraganics.com. Terraganics, life's getting better. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. KCAA is NBC Radio News for Southern California. On the hour, every hour, Monday through Friday. News of the world, nation, and region from NBC on KCAA, the Inland Talk Express. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. All right, we are back right here on Culture Shocks. Uh, I'm Barry Lynn, and uh, we're moving from crime in the 1930s, the so-called crime of the century, to a crime that's ongoing, that occurs in every part of the United States, is connected to the fact that there is a huge business and a corrupt pieces of government, at a minimum, in Mexico, which helps facilitate drug trafficking into the United States. My guest is George Grayson. George Grayson is the co-author of the new book, The Executioner's Men. Uh, He is a professor of government at the College of William and Mary, senior associate at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, been writing about this for a long time. Professor Grayson, thanks for being with us. 
Completely my pleasure. Listen, uh, people have seen perhaps even the new Oliver Stone movie, Savages. They see these stories of executions uh, in Mexico, at least in parts of Mexico, of warnings about drug violence spilling over into civilian, non-criminal populations. Uh, how many major criminal enterprises are operating in Mexico today? How many big cartels? Well, there are about eight cartels. By far the largest is the Sinaloa cartel, headed by El Chapo Guzman. But by the way, Barry, when you interview him, he doesn't like to be called El Chapo because that means the short one. He prefers mm. to be called El Tio. But his uh, okay. Sinaloa cartel uh, has the, uh, the greatest amount of drug activity. But the most sadistic cartel, I mean, these are guys and gals who deserve to be in the lowest rungs of hell. These are Los Zetas. Los Zetas uh, starts out uh, in collaboration with another cartel, serving as bodyguards. For whom? For the Gulf Cartel, which is uh, just below Brownsville, Texas, and Matamoros, or in that area. And uh, the Gulf Cartel's leader, O.C.L. Cardenas, was paranoid. And, Barry, he was paranoid because everybody was trying to kill him right. because he was killing people. Mm -hmm. And so he went guards, and he got uh, uh, Army Special Forces who had deserted, uh, made much more money uh, with, uh, uh, with the Gulf Cartel. OCL gets captured, and uh, Los Zetas, as they became known, have struck out on their own. They strike out on their own, and they are interested in only drugs in all kinds of criminal activity, where do they start? They uh, don't have a large presence in drugs because the Gulf Cartel really didn't give them uh, its contacts. Mm -hmm. uh, so while they're in the narco trade, they concentrate on kidnappings, extortion, contraband, the selling of human body parts, loan sharking, prostitution, you name it, and they're involved in it. When they are involved in this, to what extent does any government in the past, the current Mexican president, or anybody likely to succeed him, a, do anything seriously uh, to stop them, and if they are being serious, is it possible to stop a group like Los Zetas? Well, the outgoing president, Felipe Calderon, has followed a kingpin strategy. That is, he wants to capture and kill uh, the capos of the cartels. Mm -hmm. And he does have a number of heads uh, in his trophy case, including, uh, oh, couple of dozen Zetas. The problem is that once you decapitate a cartel, the lieutenants uh, are engaged in a no-holes-barred fight to succeed the kingpin. Other cartels perceive weakness, and so they try to move on to the turf 
of the deposed leader. Mm -hmm. And then most of the cartels have gangs associated with them, and those gangs begin to act up. And so this kingpin strategy has been counterproductive, has actually produced more violence than uh, uh, than before. Yeah, these gangs that you're talking about, these are recruited. These, these can be kids, teenagers, uh, young girls, and boys uh, who are engaged with the cartels in order to commit acts of violence. Is, is that be simply because of the age, or is it because it's easier to recruit really young kids because they don't really quite know what they're getting into? There is um, enormous unemployment in Mexico, right. especially among uh, the poorer people. And uh, so a youngster who's 12, 13, 14, uh, first of all, may serve as a lookout mm -hmm. or a courier for a cartel. But if he proves to have some aptitude, he may uh, find himself with an AK-47. And that makes him uh, the big man on the block. Yeah. And uh, he's probably doing drugs himself. And now in the Zetas, you can move from being uh, one of these lower-level operatives to being a full-fledged thug, that is a sicario, as they say in Spanish, within about 13 months. And so, so, so that, Barry, there's upward mobility. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, not something you find in a traditional Mexican factory, I assume, these days. Uh, these uh, young people, they get into this, they go, they move up uh, one rung on the ladder. Now they're engaged in a variety of criminal enterprises, including, uh, as you say, kidnapping. Now, who are they kidnapping? They're kidnapping generally business people. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, often the kidnapping is done uh, in cooperation with the local police. There's been some effort to improve the federal police, right. um, but the local police are uh, invariably dirty with a very few exceptions. And so if you're a member of your family has been kidnapped, uh, you probably don't go to the local police because they may have been involved in it. And you probably don't go to the Army because the Army has been corrupted even more because of its uh, leadership role in this drug war. So these kidnappings, if you're going to be kidnapped, if you're a businessman in Mexico, would you? is it better to be kidnapped by someone with uh, a ransom, a, a purely financial interest in you, or to be kidnapped by somebody who has a political axe to grind? There aren't many political kidnappings. Uh, that occurs when perhaps a mayor... Uh, is trying to enforce the law around a uh, or along a drug trafficking route, or a mayor has been on the payroll of one cartel mm -hmm. and another cartel moves in. So uh, one never wants to be kidnapped. Right. And my wife keeps kidding me. She's going to tattoo my social security <laughs> number to the bottom of my feet. Yeah. But. Um, Better by one of the business organizations because they know how to negotiate. And uh, but I'll give you one example. Uh, there was a kidnapping in uh, a, a eastern state, mm -hmm. and um, the uh, kidnap uh, kidnap victim was the son of a wealthy businessman. He didn't go to the police. He didn't go to the army. He called the governor of the state yeah. and said, "My son's been kidnapped." 
And the governor, who knew him by reputation, started to say, oh, I'm so sorry, uh, uh, Don uh, Joaquin. Uh, and Joaquin said, shut up, shut up. If my son isn't returned in 24 hours, this was by Los Zetas, yeah. I'm coming to the Capitol. I'm going to kill you. That, that huh. youngster was returned without a hair missing from his uh, cow lock. Wow. Yeah, um, we're going to take a break when we come back. I mean, there seems to be, and we've, we've talked to the, uh, the spouse of a kidnapped victim, uh, kidnapped by uh, a business-oriented interest group, who talked about a kind of ritual, almost a ritual, that one goes through with the kidnappers while the local police are collaborating uh, more with the other side than with the victim's family. We'll talk about all of that when we come back with George W. Grace and the co-author of the new book, The Executioner's Men, Los Zetos Rogue Soldiers, that's how they started, Criminal Entrepreneurs and the Shadow State They Created. We'll talk more about the politics and talk more about their involvement in human trafficking in a minute when we return on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. Let me ask you a question. What does freedom mean to you? The freedom to choose, the freedom to vote, the freedom to worship. How about the freedom to take control of your own future? My friends at Eat Foods Direct are celebrating freedom this month while helping you take control of your greatest dependency, food. Right now, you receive one of their new Patriot Packs free with every $289 you spend on their highly nutritious and great-tasting food. The Patriot Pack is a 30-day supply of eFoods, quick-fix, easy-to-store food. For example, purchase a one-year supply and get five Patriot Packs, which is five months of food free. Use the extra food for everyday use and save hundreds off your grocery bill. Give your free Patriot Pack as a gift to a friend or relative, or simply add more food to your long-term supply for free. Call 800-409-5633 or go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex and get your free Patriot Pack with purchase. Operators are standing by. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. E-Foods is so affordable, the more you store and eat, the more you save. Go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex or call 800-409-5633 right now. 
We all know there are secrets behind closed doors in every relationship, and one of the biggest is that men are losing libido or sexual desire, especially if you're a man over 40. The problem could be declining testosterone levels. Remember, it's testosterone that makes a man a man in every way. That's why we created TGen. TGen is an all-natural formula with ingredients proven to boost your own testosterone. Optimum testosterone levels mean better mood, energy, and of course, better sex life. Here's Gina from California. My husband tried one month of TGen, and we both noticed his desire increased right away. He felt the difference in his energy level. I certainly liked the other effects that it had on him. Great product. And now for the first time, you can try TGen absolutely free for 30 days. Just pay shipping today and see the incredible results for yourself. Call 800-822-5941. 800-822-5941. TGen works, or you simply don't pay. For your 30-day free trial, call 800-822-5941. 800-822-5941. How's your pH today? Are you acidic? How alkaline is your blood and body? What is the pH of the water you drink? We are AlkaVision, and we have the answers. Drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining vibrant health and high energy because bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline, high-pH environment. If your drinking water isn't at a pH level of 8 or higher, boost it with AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Our unique formula will alkalize your water, ridding your body of harmful toxins and acid, and help regain energy and health. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise the pH of your body to optimal levels. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, spelled A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615, 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Don't miss a minute of the action. Check out the podcasts at www.kcaaradio.com. The station that leaves no listener behind, AM 1050 KCAA. Now back to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. All right, we are back right here on Culture Shocks. My name is Barry Lynn, and we're talking to George W. Grayson, the co-author of the new book, The Executioner's Men, about Los Zetos, uh, probably, uh, well, one of the two biggest of the drug cartels and criminal enterprises, I think is better to call it, uh, operating in Mexico. Mr. Grayson, the, uh, when we had this woman on whose husband was kidnapped, she talked about almost a ritualistic way in which she dealt with uh, both the local police who weren't terribly helpful and the kidnappers, that there is a sense that they're going to come in, ask for a ransom that nobody is going to be able to pay, but they're going to negotiate. It's almost formulaic. Is, is that your experience? Uh, it used to be. Now with Los Zetas, because they're being pursued by the government, uh, by the Gulf cartel, by the Sinaloa cartel, they're eager to raise money uh, quickly. And so the last uh, family that I talked to was uh, requested to pay a ransom of $300,000, mm-hmm. which was in their budget, or they could afford that. Right. And so there were contacts made. 
the family, of course, did not go to the police. Right. But they held negotiations with the Zetas. But the negotiations were more over, you know, when do we get the money? Where right. do we deliver your loved one? And the Zetas uh, had an interesting twist um, because the actually the brother who handled the negotiations asked his uh, interlocutor, he said, how do I know that you won't kidnap me or my wife next mm-hmm. week? And what the uh, Zeta operative told him is that uh, we, in effect, give you a guarantee. We will not kidnap another member of your family uh, because you have paid our um, our tax, shall we say, in yep. full, and we will also not permit other cartels to kidnap members of your family. And so that's kind of a, uh, a, yeah. a warranty that yeah, the Zetas were giving. Yeah, guarantee and a warranty against uh, <laughs> third-party abuse. What that's You don't see that much in the law. Uh, if the average tourist, if somebody who's listening to this show in the northern part of the United States says, you know, I think I'll go to Mexico, What's the likelihood they ought to be worried about being kidnapped, particularly if they're, well, wealthy enough, and I guess the Zetas know they're wealthy enough to pay two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000? I think going to almost any of the resorts is fine yeah. because they have uh, uh, first-rate security services. Uh, I just came back from Mexico City, walked all over uh, yeah. the city for one reason or another. Not a problem. No. It's... Uh, tr- just being careful, as you would in uh, uh, Detroit. I'm in Philadelphia now, sure. uh, Chicago. It, it's being careful, and don't flash large wads of bills. Right, that's probably uh, not a good idea. The one thing you have to be careful of is that if you go into a bank to change money, mm. and if you happen to change, uh, say, a few hundreds of dollars, yep. uh, then the uh, bank employees sometimes will notify uh, gang members on the outside. Mm that uh, uh, George Grayson or yeah. or Barry is yeah. coming out with a pocket full of money, and uh, then at the next uh, stoplight, you may find the gun in your face. Right. right. But you won't be killed or kidnapped, but they will ask you to empty your pockets. Exactly. Now, the extraordinary violence that the Los Cetos, uh commit uh, beheadings, all of this, I guess the message is... Um, the more we do this and the less obvious that these are top flight, you know, we're just cutting, we're merely cutting the heads off of other people in rival factions, rival gangs, rival cartels. It just makes more people frightened and more and fewer people willing to even think about even going to the federal police that are less corrupt uh, than the local police. Well, let's say... Uh Barry Lynn has yeah. a Chevrolet dealership, yeah. and they come in and they say, uh, you need more security, 50000 mm-hmm. a month. Wow, yeah. uh, now, you're a, a private citizen. You don't yep. belong to a gang. Nope. Um, if you don't pay that 50000 they may well, because they'll show you pictures of where your daughter goes to school or where your wife worships, they may well kidnap a family member and uh, then... 
uh, they put these screws to you. And if you don't come up with the money, you will get uh, a child or a spouse uh, cut up in pieces and sent to you. And that's to establish cartel cred, cartel credibility, that they're the meanest, nastiest, most sadistic criminal organization on the face of the earth. And therefore, when the Zetas call, you answer. The United States government has uh, both a a purported and I think real interest in doing something about the spread of uh, gang violence across the border, about the spread of drugs. Uh, How good a job are they doing? What does the Obama administration think is the answer to what's happening in Mexico? First, you can't win a drug war without the active participation of the elite in the country where the violence is being, uh, where the violence occurs. Mm -hmm. And in the North, uh, the business community, for example, has had an epiphany, and they realize the dangers of uh, of the organized crime. But in most of Mexico, the uh, the well-to-do, uh, the uh, the the elite uh, live cocooned lives. Yeah. They have state-of-the-art security systems. Uh, they have uh, specialized drivers. They have bodyguards. They send their children to school in the United States. They may operate their businesses from Texas, mm-hmm. and. They haven't committed themselves to fighting organized crime. So the U.S. can help at the margins uh, with training, with intelligence, with equipment, but it's got to be a solution that comes from uh, Mexico's movers and shakers, whether in the business community, the church community, or the political community. Uh, notwithstanding what your wife uh, suggested that, that put in your social security, <laughs> but I mean, Los Santos, uh, I mean, they follow their own publicity. I mean, they, they gotta know, for example, that this book is out there, that you're doing interviews. Uh, does that make you fearful in any way? Uh, no. Uh, the Zetas, uh, most of the cartels are pragmatic. Uh, that is, they haven't been, uh, killing, uh, uh, politicians, right. or certainly not pointy-headed college professors in the United <laughs> States, because they don't want uh, the drug war to become uh, front and center on Washington's radar exactly. screen. And uh, so they, uh, they're they engaged in violence uh, in the United States and also in Canada, but they don't go out of their way to, uh, to, to, to rattle Washington's cage. No, no, and, and clearly you start to kill a few uh, even uh, associate professors. I mean, that's to say nothing of full professors. You get in trouble. How much is Los Zetos involved in human trafficking, either sex trafficking or just the mass movement of people into these low-paid, essentially slave labor jobs in the U.S.? Uh, they're especially uh, keen on helping Cubans get into uh-huh. the United States because, one, uh, the Cubans, par- partially assisted by the Cuban community in Florida, may have uh, $5,000, $15,000. And, of course, mm-hmm. if a Cuban gets on U.S. soil, he has a legitimate right to stay. That's right. Refugee and uh, some of the Chinese also, but the Cubans have been one of the uh, uh, major clients for Los Zetas, and that's been in collaboration with uh, the Cuban military. Yeah, but once the Cuban gets here, what happens to him or her? 
oh, he just goes to the nearest uh, uh, consulate, and uh, he's it's, got a, uh, uh, I don't know, it's an automatic green card. No, but, but it's because a, of the law, sure. uh, the Cuban has the right to stay. Yep, exactly, gets that refugee status. George Grayson, thank you so much. You and Samuel Logan, the authors of The Executioner's Man about Los Zetos, they started out as soldiers. Uh, they started out as uh, members of one cartel. All of a sudden, they get recruited into Los Zetos, uh, widely viewed as the most violent of all of the criminal enterprises uh, in Mexico. They do have an effect, folks. Maybe you wonder, you know, we talk about this quite a bit, and we have listeners in Texas, we have listeners in Southern California, but maybe you say, well, you know, I'm listening somewhere else. Um, maybe this doesn't affect me. But the recruitment, the use of gangs, including at the local level by some of these criminal enterprises in Mexico is very real. You see the violence occurring in the United States sporadically. George Grayson's been looking at this for a long time, including in the new book, The Executioner's Men, and in his previous work. George, thanks so much for being with us. That does it for today's edition, crime edition, you might say, of Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn, and we will talk again. This edition of Culture Shocks has been produced by Diane Robinson, engineered by Dwayne Davis, and the Genesis Communication Network technical staff. Visit us online at cultureshocks.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. BePrepare.com heats up July with the hottest sale on the web. Going on now, save 28% on freeze-dried raspberries or save on our three-day light emergency kit, a $50 value. This month, just $30.99. Plus, all one-year supplies are on sale at BePrepared.com. This month, save over $350 on our traditional 2,000-year supply of food. Now, just $12.99.99. And get a hand-grain mill free. Or choose our most popular year supply, the Premium 2000. It gives you 2,000 calories per day from a variety of nutritious meals for one whole year. Save over $700 plus get a free Catadine Hiker water filter, a $75 value. More details and more hot July savings at BePrepared.com now through July 31st. Call 800-999-1863 to experience exceptional customer service and BePrepared.com's low price guarantee. That's 800-999-1863. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. KCAA Loma Linda. AM 1050 KCAA, I'm John Watanabe with your local Inland Empire News. 
One quarter of Inland Empire aquifers, including Riverside County's drinking water basins, contain high concentrations of pollutants from industrial runoff and human waste. A federal study of California water released Tuesday showed high levels of perchlorate in 11% of wells and moderate concentrations in 53% of wells. High levels of nitrate were found in Riverside County's southern aquifers. Officials noted public drinking water goes through treatment before it comes to your home through the pipes. Riverside County supervisors formally approved pension reforms expected to save Riverside County millions of dollars a year. The supervisors voted to lower formulas for new hires and have all employees make contributions toward their own retirement plans. A second-tier pension plan will be established for public safety workers hired after August 16th. The reduced retirement benefits will net Riverside County around $206 million in savings over a decade. Here's the latest from Inland Empire News Radio. I'm Jim Ness. Options are running out as city leaders in San Bernardino face the prospect of bankruptcy. City Council met in special session Wednesday and was expected to declare a financial emergency. City Attorney Jim Penman is pushing to file Chapter 9 bankruptcy and formulating a plan of solvency. The city staff are looking at their budgets to see what very drastic cuts, additional cuts, because all the departments have already taken cuts that they can make. We will be able to get on a much better footing to deliver the services that we need to deliver. Took five alternatives, but redistricting San Bernardino's seven city council wards is now just a formality. Boundary lines have been redrawn to bring the wards in closer population balance in time for the November election.